hello and thanks for subscribing and downloading this is that nerd dad podcast i am that nerd dad joe williamson and this is take like 75 i am so excited about today's guest that i have been butchering the intro repeatedly so i'm going to try and keep this one a little bit shorter and a little bit sweeter today's guest is caitlin becker she's best known as a children's entertainer on such programs as sunny side up where she filmed a whopping 98 episodes or more recently as mika as in blippy and mika she's kind of a big deal here is my conversation with caitlin becker nailed it take 76 nailed it I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. My guest today is Caitlin Becker. Caitlin, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, so, look, you're, you you lead um, a very interesting life. Um, I, I was was creeping on your Instagram, mm-hmm. and here's what I found. I found pictures of you and Michelle Obama. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, uh, just hanging. Just hanging out. <laughs> you and Ernie and Bert. No big deal. Just chilling <laughs> with some legends. Uh, and then you with a doll of yourself yep. uh, as Mika. Uh-huh. Uh, how awesome is Caitlin Becker's life? I I mean, it, you might think it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but uh, it's not it's not as exciting as people probably imagine. It's more like stay at home uh, mom life. With an occasional like exciting gig, which is great. So, so life is good, but it is really like mostly stay at home mom. Did nothing wrong with that. What's yeah. what was more exciting though? Uh, meeting Michelle Obama or Ernie and Bert? Right? Wow. <sighs> Cause uh, I'll be honest, you've only like Michelle Obama's maybe been on your radar ten years. Exactly. Ernie and Bert have been on your radar 30 plus years. Well, and Michelle even less because when I met her, that was like 2016, maybe. Okay. So even less time. Um, so I might have to say Bert and Ernie. Right. Like I, I had Bert and Ernie slippers when I was in preschool. I had Sesame Street everything. So I think that's exactly what it is because they've been present in my life always. <laughs> like truly always so yeah michelle she's new she's a new friend whatever michelle obama who cares do you call her mish i call her shelly shelly bomb okay cool it's <laughs> a long nickname but I, you know whatever she's cool with it uh, um, <laughs> have, have you did you always want to be a child's entertainer was this like always the dream no Okay, what was the dream? It, it was always a dream to be an actor. Okay. It was always a dream to be on television. Um, and I, maybe like subconsciously, I was dreaming to be a kid's entertainer, but was ignoring it because speaking of Sesame Street, I was really, um, really just drawn to that show and that world. And I thought it was very cool. Um, and 
I did theater for a kid audience growing up in Northern Kentucky in the Cincinnati area. I would do shows for kids and it felt really easy and fun for me, but I never thought, oh, I should do this like as a career. I was just like, this is fun. I'm not good at this. It's fun. I'm performing. I like kids. I have three younger siblings that are significantly younger than me. Um, I babysat all the time. I was always around kids. I worked at the Goddard School. I was an assistant teacher to a preschool teacher. But I was just like, yeah, this comes easy to me. It's fun. You're always, I'm sure you're always told, you're so good with kids. Always. You're yes. so good with kids. Always. Um, but I just never thought, I would have never guessed that I am what, like what I'm doing now, especially the Mika stuff, Sunny set up. No, I thought I would be either like on Broadway mm -hmm. or I would be in like some sitcom on TV, which are still dreams of mine. Like my life's not over, you know, I'm just getting started. <laughs> but uh, yeah, kids entertainment in short, no, this was not what I set out to do. It, it's amazing. Um, it really is. Cause like, look, I, I, in our, our household, I had never heard of sunny side up. I'm in Canada. I don't think we got it here. If we did, it wasn't on the radar. Mm -hmm. um, I got to know about you through Mika. Mm -hmm. um, and I am, I, I got to say, it's on all the time <laughs> in my household. Um, I have, uh, I have three children. I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and a four-month-old, five-month-old. Oh He's young. <laughs> He's very Congratulations. <laughs> um, so children's programming is a huge part of my life. Uh, yeah. Sesame Street as well. So I, when I see that kind of energy, I, I can't help but think it's so authentic. This mu You must kind of radiate this in your day-to-day -day life that people are drawn to you. When you are out in public, do you get recognized? Yes. You do? Um, <laughs> yes. Not by kids, by parents. Okay. Um, kids, you know, they don't understand because why would the person living in their tablet be at their grocery store. You know, it's very like seeing your teacher outside of school. Sticking the just, same thing. Yeah, you're just like, why Why are you living a normal life? Get back in the school. Um, but the parents recognize me, especially because I have a five-year-old, so I'm at kid places. Mm -hmm. I'm at birthday parties and play spaces and trampoline parks, and I'm at school pickup and drop-off. So I'm in those spaces. Maybe if I didn't have a kid, I wouldn't be recognized as much. So... It might be something like I'm at the playground, no one notices me, and then I just happen to say, like, yell at my kid or say something, and then someone will turn and be like, oh, my God, are you Mika? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, but And then the, the kids don't recognize me, but the parents want them to so bad, and mm. then they feel bad that their kid doesn't recognize, but I totally get it. So it usually goes like, oh, my God, are you Mika? Yes. Or has anyone told you you look like Mika? And I'll say, yeah, I am Mika. And they're like, oh, my God, we watch you every day. My kid loves you. And then they say to the little kid, like, look, it's Mika. And they're like, she's not in purple or yellow. What are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like, that is Mika. And they're like, you love her. You love her. And the kid's like, I don't know this woman. And they're just like, she doesn't look like this. You. I promise you. And yeah, so I'm like, no, I get it. It's okay. You don't, I don't need to pick up your kid. You don't need to force this kid in, in my arms or on my lap. They're a lot of out. crying selfies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But usually, you know, everyone's very nice. You know, it's, it's a lot of like, Hey, we don't talk to strangers except for today. Except for this girl. You will let her hold your hand. I'm like, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. 
hug her. <laughs> hug her. You love her. Like, <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> yeah, um, it is crazy though. It, is it a is it a surreal feeling? Yeah, especially it- when I'm with my kid, my son Everett. He gets a little like weirded out sometimes um, because you know I'm just mom and. We are usually like one time we were at a trampoline park together. It was a big, like, special day for him to get one on one time and go to the trampoline park. He's been asking for a long time. And, like, right away, people are like, ah. which it's so nice. But my kid is like, I don't want to keep stopping to talk to these strangers. Yeah. Like, I want to, you know. So it is weird because I, I am just living my life outside of a kid's tablet. And then when people draw me back in, like, you're Mika, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> or, like, you we watch you every day. Watch? I'm like, you do? Um, not with the parents so much, but with the kids, I certainly turn it on. Yeah. Um, because it's just confusing to them. You know, I could, like, with the parents sometimes, I'm like, yeah, that is me. You know, I'm like, I'm tired. It's 7 a.m. But with a kid, I'm, I'm instantly like, hi, I look so different today. And they're like, oh, you, you know. They, when they hear the voice, maybe it triggers it. Yeah, yeah. And I had to describe like, oh, where's my yellow bow? And they're like, okay, she knows about the yellow bow. Okay. Maybe she is. <laughs> now I'm curious. Do you avoid wearing purple and yellow? I do. Um, I, I didn't have purple in my wardrobe before, okay. so I'm not, it's not like so purposeful. I just not a purple person. Um, but I do have a lot of mustard yellow. Okay. Is, so, but I don't, I actually do wear a lot of black and like bright colors. This is very on brand, bright colors, bright colors, black t-shirts. The, what do they call that? A focal wall? What do they call that? A feature wall? Sure. Whatever you say. Is that is that <laughs> that's just that's just a Wayfair uh, peel and stick. Is it really? Yeah. Shout out to Wayfair. Yeah. Wayfair, I love your peel and sticks. Wayfair. <laughs> they got just what I need. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um okay, so I'm looking through your website doing my homework because oh, okay. I don't want to just be like talking about Mika for whatever. Uh-huh. Um and I come across uh not going to show because I clicked it, but it said that on your website, there it is, J. Caitlin Becker. Mm-hmm. I can't find the letter J associated with you outside of this one spot on your website. Yes, you caught me. I haven't updated my website. Sorry, everyone. Um, what is J? <laughs> okay, so my full name is Jane Caitlin Becker, and my mother's name is Jane Becker, and when she named me, she wanted to name me Caitlin and where I'm from in Northern Kentucky. And uh, I feel like Midwest South area, a lot of people go by their middle name. It's just, Oh, do you hear my child? He is in his room on his iPad and he is squealing at something. Um, if you got a parent parent. <laughs> it's fine. No, he, it's like laughter. It's not, okay. uh, he's not in danger. So I'll let it go. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So when I first moved to New York and I was um, auditioning for a lot of musical theater, there were a cu- couple of Caitlin Beckers that I would hear at auditions. And so I put the J on there to separate myself from the other Caitlin Beckers. Um, and I was really like taking pride in my name. And I was like, yeah, it's my mom's name. Like, it's cool. It's fine. It's fine. Um, 
but it is frustrating because I'm constantly explaining constantly. Like if like legally, you know, at the doctors, they have to say your first and last name. So they'll be like Jane Becker. And I'm like, Oh, that, yep. That is me actually. Yeah. Um, so it's weird. But anyway, I had the J on there and then I eventually took it off. But as you caught, I didn't update my website and it's still on there. It's so embarrassing. No, it's not. It's not embarrassing. <laughs> How many people actually go to your website? I had to be the only one. <laughs> actually, I get a lot of messages through my website. Do you really? I was shocked. Yeah, shocked. Because I kind of feel like websites are not so much a thing anymore for actors because, um, it's weird. Like some auditions will ask how many followers do you have? It's very strange. Um, or they want reels, um, or they want nothing. They're just like, send me this audition. But surprisingly enough, I get a lot of, um, fan mail through my website from Mika fans, from parents. And occasional podcast requests. And occasional podcast requests. Could not believe you responded because... It's you because know. I'm just hanging out at home. Like, Shoot anybody, my shot. Now you're going to get inundated with requests. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't my first uh, podcast request through website. All right. Look, uh, you know what's funny? Um, I have a, a, a podcast mentor, whatever the hell you want to call him, um, who told me, he's like, you know, your website sucks and it needs to be better, <laughs> referring to mine. And he said, because he's like, not that your content will ever get you canceled. But in case you ever get canceled uh-huh. and taken off all of the uh, platforms, that's your space. That's that's a place for people to find you that's and, and kind of go back to. And I was like, all right, I, all right, I buy it. Yeah, no, that's good. That's actually a good way to think of it because I often forget about my website. But you're so right. But I mean, your social media content is top notch. It's so good. It's highly relatable. It's very funny. Um, and also recently, I don't know how recent it was, you showed off that you got some serious basketball skills. Oh, thank you, you for saying ball. that. <laughs> thank you for saying that. Oh, my gosh. Do you know how hard it is to grow up in a family of athletes and be like the creative actor type? <laughs> and, and my siblings are like, oh, she's weak. She wrote all the things that I'm like, no, I do have some skills. Give me a chance to shine. So thank you for saying that. I'm You're welcome. That clip of your son uh, recording you and breathing heavily into the mic <laughs> is so good. <laughs> I know because he was running around for so long and then he like wanted a break. And I was like, okay, well, you take a break. He's like, I'll video you. And I'm like, thanks, man. That never happens. And so I was also impressed with his skills of like following me with the camera. You did a pretty good job. And in that clip, I'm going to say you make three or four shots in a row. So it's not like a take two, take three, where there's a bunch of jump cuts. You know this what? Is, this this is, is this might make the whole, my whole year, you saying this to me. Oh. Um, the whole year is made. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I should stop I'm talking done. now then. <laughs> um, I played basketball for two seasons in like junior high, and I was not great. Okay. I wasn't. You know what? Because I – would try to shoot the ball from so far away. Like in my head, I thought I was Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And so I would be, I don't even know, so far away. And I was like this big, like I was so tiny and I would just throw the ball as hard as possible and I would never get it. And they were like, just scoop. Why do you have to do it from that far away? 
what are you trying to do? But I would be doing things under my legs. I'm like, I got tricks. And I'm like, I guess I was kind of performing, actually. But they were like, it's not working. You need I had, uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was the, I was the tiny white kid who always wanted to play basketball. And I had a coach basically tell me, he's like, if you want to play with these guys, you're going to get hurt. So just be ready. <laughs> and I was like, because it was just a lot of elbows to the yeah. small guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I bet you felt cool, though. Like, it feels cool to be, I feel like, on a team and playing a game in front of a I just love performing, I guess. Wow. It's all, look, it's all I, making sense. It, it does. And I mean, like, look, I, st- I want to be a stand-up comedian. It never got there because I hated being at nightclubs till 1 a.m. Yeah. Um, but COVID hit, and all of a sudden I can do this from the comfort of my home? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. You kind of find your way. Um I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to you, though, because the hell with me. Um, you, <laughs> as a parent uh, and a child's entertainer, do you, ever, do you ever switch into the entertainer at home? Do you ever use mom voice on set? Like, how does that work? Because there has to be some overlap. For sure. There absolutely is. Um, for one, my son wants me to play about 100 characters a day. Um, I have to hold some serious boundaries and because I just, you know, I can't be performing all day long. And I'm also like my child play by herself, (laughs) learn to play alone. But he, he's a little, um, performer too. Like in his own ways, he's really into imaginative play. I'm a voiceover artist as well. And so when I read him books, he wants me to do Many, many voices. If I just read it straight, he's like, take two, do it again from the top. Please put on the voice. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, So, first, I'm there are many, many moments with my son where I'm playing multiple characters and doing different voices, a lot of improv. Like, he just makes stuff up and you got to go along, or he's like, wow, idiot. Wow. Like, you, you got it. So he uh, keeps me sharp. My oldest is very much a button-down kind of child. Uh, my second wants to be a class clown, and I'm already like, "Oh man, it's the same. It's that pretend. It's voices. It's yeah, and it's hard because they have the story up here, right? You don't know where they're going. Exactly, and I try to tell him because you know I love improv. That's my life. A lot of the things that you see on YouTube with Mika, that's improv. Like I'm not memorizing a script. We're just improvising all the time. Um, But Everett, if I do or say something that he doesn't want me to do or say in whatever play thing, I'm sure you've experienced this. He gets so frustrated and I'm like, one, I can't read your mind. Two, in improv, my son, (laughs) the rule is yes and. Yes, and me, okay, or else. Like, you cannot be the boss of this whatever's happening. So it is funny. And then on set, a lot of the things I do with Mika, I do think of Everett. I think, um, would would he think this is funny? Would he be entertained by this? Would he understand what I'm saying? And is this making sense to my five-year-old? Um, so I'm thinking about him all the time. The idea that... Um... Mika and Blippi has become this phenomenon. Um, 
And and when I look at, you know, there, there's a million YouTube videos with you. Um, I, I, I'm almost overwhelmed thinking about it on your behalf. <laughs> Does it get to you? Like how, as you said, you're in every child's tablet. Um, I often forget, and I'm being really honest. Like I really do... Because I spend so much time at home, it's not like I'm in front of the camera every day of my life. I will forget until I get, you know, some video of a parent recording their kid watching me on TV or messages from other countries of people saying, I'm like, we're in Australia and we just had a Mika party. And I'm like, what? Like, it's so that I'm kind of like, chills like whoa that is wild because when filming like we have a really tiny crew everything is so small we move really fast it's most of the time just me in front of camera for Mika solo episodes um there's no one talking back you know it can feel like a little lonely sometimes when you are talking to a camera that cannot respond and you are laughing and having fun and rolling around and everyone's dead silent in black clothes, just like following you around. And you're like, and then they say cut and you're like, so did you have fun? Like, it's so, it's, it's such a weird place to be. Um, And then I just go home and kind of forget about it. And then, yeah, I just, I don't even remember what your question was. It's all just really weird. weird. I'm also coming up with kind of a follow-up, which is, and I think it's the dynamic that, yeah, you're on Netflix and a bunch of streaming services, but primarily on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of promotion for YouTube. Yeah. There are not commercials that remind you to watch Mika on Wednesday mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock. Right. It's just like something that is constantly accessible mm-hmm. and kind of at your own leisure and in little snippets. So when you're recording these in your, your solo, is like do they tell you in advance, hey, we're going to record for an hour, we're going to break it out into five episodes? Is that kind of like how it it's, goes? No, we record for one episode, it's like a 12-hour day. Okay. For one, like, 15-minute episode. And they will tell you, um, today we're going to be at the zoo, let's say. We're going to be at the zoo, and you're going to do, like, a scavenger hunt. And the whole point of the zoo is you're trying to find the giraffe. And it's like, okay, go. And 12 hours to film 15 minutes is actually not very long. Like in TV world, you would spend longer than that. Okay. This, um, this is like very different. I've never experienced anything else like this. It's a little bit like live television because we move so fast. A lot of things are done in one take. Um, like we definitely will do multiple takes, but a lot of times it's like, okay, like hope you get it in this one thing. So we're moving on to the next. And it's like, Oh God. Okay. Um, so it's just like race, 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 race. And then 12 hours is over and you have a 15 minute episode. Um, and then as you can, you've probably seen on YouTube, they'll mix stuff together to make like an hour long something or like 45 minute, whatever. Um, but it's so much and it's so fast and furious. I forget all the time. People were like, oh my, we loved when you were at the blah, 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 blah museum. And I'm like, where was, where is that? What, what do you, what? 
And they're like, the one that you went to in, in Washington? I'm like, I was in Washington? <laughs> I wasn't. You know what? We were in Seattle. Like, I, it's just so much. It's a lot. Um, but that is how, that's like a typical day for one, like, simple episode. That sounds terrifying. It's a race. Yeah, it sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, representation. Uh-huh. Uh, vis- visible minority. We're not talking about Sesame Street. Because outside of Sesame Street, there wasn't a lot of representation. No. Um, I have to assume that that in and of itself is a prideful thing for you. Yeah, Knowing one. that you're, you are a doorway to little boys and girls who maybe look or feel different to say it's okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and when you see yourself represented on television, you see opportunities. So when I was little, and that's one of the reasons I loved Sesame street was because I saw a lot of people on that show that looked like me. Um, Every show I watched, I looked for a brown-skinned girl with curly hair. Every show. Like, I was obsessive about it. Like, where are they? Where are they? Like, no one looks like me. Um, you and were was waldoing it. Yes. And I, I can tell you, like, the specific moments of shows where I was like, oh, my gosh. That means, like, for example, the Cosby show, that was the first black family I saw on television. I know they were not the first, of course, but... In my life, growing up, that was the first show that I saw where it was a black family. Um, and I was obsessed with Rudy Huxtable. And that was the first time that in my brain, I said, I want to be on television. I didn't know it was possible until I saw that character. And I think that's all of us. You know, you see, if a little kid sees Mika... <laughs> He's watching, he's watching YouTube right now. Um, if a little kid sees Mika doing a science experiment, that might be the first time that they thought, oh, I want to be a scientist. I didn't even know that was possible. You know, kids' brains, like everything's so concrete. So that's the number one thing that I'm most proud of with this character and that it is viewed so often. Um, and I do get a lot of messages about that too, about, you know, minorities, um, lots of families sending me pictures and like messages that just make me emotional reading them because they're like thanking me. And I'm like, no, thank you. Like, they're like, no, thank you. I'm like, no, thank you. Um, it's, it's very cool. It's very, very cool to know that there's little kids watching at home that see themselves in Mika is amazing it's like the best part and, and caitlin I'll, I'll get you out of here on this what's what's next for you like i mean is mika i know i know you said you know it's still a dream of yours to do sitcom work things like that yeah but what's next for what's next for caitlin um i wish i could tell you you know being a freelance artist that's just full of question marks always but i will say um there's some exciting voiceover stuff happening in the next year. And I have um, a lot of ideas. I'm writing some things that I don't want to say too much about yet. Um, but I am excited about some things that I'm creating for myself. Um, because I have a lot 
of ideas and I'm finally like getting them out and doing something with them. So that's exciting. That's awesome. Taking that ownership and, and doing something, owning the control of it. Yeah. is such a huge part of. Well, and that, that's what you're doing right now. Like it's a big feat. Is it? It yeah. is. Look, I have fun doing it. I have the world's best hobby. That's what I try to tell people. I have the world's best hobby. I greatly enjoy it. And I greatly enjoy you, Caitlin Becker. And thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. All right, let me hit Andrew. again. Thank you, Caitlin Becker. Uh, I could not be more appreciative of your time, uh, your candor, your honesty. Uh, just a breath of fresh air. And it was hard for me not to fanboy just a little bit. I um, want to thank you, the listener, the watcher, the viewer, the person who's here for the first time, the person who's here for the 160th time. I don't think we're at episode 160, but we're getting there. Um, I I love you all. I love you all. And I cannot say that enough. You have given this middle-aged man <laughs> um, a spot to have some fun and talk to some really cool people and chase a childhood dream. And I am forever grateful if this, ep if, if this is the last episode, which it's not, but if this is the last episode, know that I had the best time ever. <laughs> um, so thanks to you. Hit subscribe, hit follow, download, tell a friend, tell an enemy, all of the things. And uh, be well, be safe. And as always... Thanks for listening. Damn. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.